Hoffman. I'm your podcast hostess. I'm joined by my producer, Mr. Bryce Murphy. Good evening, everybody, or afternoon, depending on when you are listening. Bryce also wrote and recorded the podcast music. This podcast is for the data nerd like me or the data nervous like me. And everybody's welcome. Welcome back to our listeners. And this week's theme, because we've had a couple of weeks of very serious and heavy material. So we're doing something incredibly lighthearted this week. We're going to talk about Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Yes. But before we do that, we have some housekeeping. I have some things that I want to share. So I'm thrilled. This is all new to me, too. Yes, this is she new. She said to- we had to wait till we were rolling so I would have an authentic reaction. So I don't even know... What's have coming? No idea. I, I'm with you guys. You have no idea. You got a surprise data in about 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, one of them you do know. One you do know, but some okay. of the other you don't necessarily know. So, um, well, ahead of time, you did get the preview. I did. We did look at our analytics oh, yeah. for this podcast. Our data for Data Doyen. Our data for The data numbers Doyen. are looking good. Yes. And to be honest, I have no idea what I expected. It turns out. I have more friends than I thought I had. Either that or you have more friends. And actually, I was No, talking... I don't have that many friends, no. but I do have a good amount of fans. You know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I was talking to my sister this morning, and I told her what our numbers were. And she said, you don't have that many friends. And I mean, she meant it in a good way because, yeah. you know, I at least think she did, but I'm There's not, not sure. There's not people that are just like listening to it because they're your friend. There's people that are interested in their listening. People are interested. So and here's doing, one of them. Yes. So I, ha- I get a text message from a very good friend of mine. Her husband texted me. Now, his number is not in my phone. So I see a phone number in my text and I and I see, hey, Pauline, it's James Goller. I love your podcast. And I and I thought, wow, I, I, I would never have expected him to listen to it. So then this would have been I think he texted me on a Monday or a Tuesday. And then my friend texts me and says, I'm so glad that he reached out to you because he's been talking about your damn podcast since Saturday. And finally, he'll shut up talking to me about it so now he'll talk to you but he wants to come on the podcast because he does a lot of data analysis and collection himself so he's already emailed or texted me a couple of topics so he's very excited so that's good news so and we he's, got a fellow data connoisseur yes coming on that'll be he's cool. so excited and he's in the same boat that we are you know this this absence of reason and this lack of interest in science or lack of paying attention to science is driving him crazy too. I also have another friend of mine, and this one is news to you. She works um, at a different university and she teaches in a similar program that I do. And she says in the fall, she's going to start putting this podcast link in her class her All research class. Right. That'll be yes. That's great plug. So her so students already... can listen to the podcast. That's she thought awesome. it was good enough that she wanted to do that. So I was very excited about that. that so we're hitting all know. of our target audience. We're getting all yes. of the pre data for this podcast was correct. There you go. We're doing good. We're doing all right. Um, we were also, I actually promoted this within my own little faculty colleague group because we were having a back and forth about vaccines earlier this week. And I said, well, if you listen to our very own Dr. Zhaoning Zhang, talk about vaccines, you'll hear that. So I suspect some folks will. So that's good news there. Now, speaking of that, I got my second COVID vaccine last week. So I'm, I felt like crap for a day, but I'm fine now and I'm ready to face the world. So that's good. Um, Now, uh, something else that a couple of folks have brought up with me, as you listen to the podcast, 
Uh, I understand that you probably are going to have questions. Now, Bryce and I are very good about getting information and asking our own questions. But if we've said something or if a guest has said something and you want more information about that, just reach out on social, on the website, uh, and we'll do our best to get those answers. I mean, I think it's pretty clear, particularly with Dr. Zhang, that if we had a question, she'd be more than willing to answer it for us and we can answer it on the podcast or on the blog any number of ways so please bring your questions to us and we'll try and let you know of upcoming episodes so that if you have questions preemptively we can we can get them ahead of time and and make sure we ask our guests so that said i'm done with the housekeeping now we could talk about mother's day all right yes so what do you do for your mom on mother's day um we usually do like dinner it's usually with my mom and my my grand my nana who's my mom's mother um and we usually go out to brunch or dinner and there's flowers or chocolates handmade card just little tokens of appreciation like that it's kind of the the style of my family handmade card that's nice we actually don't the handmade see. card is pretty much the most important part and then some other little gift like have they kept all the some cards little, some material thing but you need the you need the handmade card you need the handmade card and then some other material thing that doesn't really matter but just to accompany it you know does the card go on the refrigerator um no it probably goes at my mom's desk because she works from home has she kept all of your cards yeah i think she i don't i mean she definitely hasn't thrown them out she probably got them in a folder or in a shoebox or something in the closet there you go yep there you go well this is what i did i mean we actually um we're taking my mom we're having dinner with my mom with just my siblings essentially my nieces and so on because my sister will be in town we're doing it a week ahead of time because She'll be in town. So that's what we'll do. And we're just going to have a meal. And uh, my mom's at the age now where she doesn't need stuff and doesn't want stuff. So she's just, just let's get together. And I just want to be with the family. But I'm not a mother. I have my dogs. So I'm a dog mother and child free by choice in case anybody gets worried. Uh, But I thought I would do a little survey of mothers. So I created a survey this past week. Oh, so this is our Mother's Day data? Mother's Day data. All right. And we'll talk about... Uh, the problems with the survey afterwards, but I'll tell you about what I did. So I thought I'm going to email all of my mom friends. Turns out there are four. Like I don't know many moms. Most of my friends are child free by choice. So I'm writing the email, putting their names in. I'm like, that's wow. Those are, that's all the moms I know. Really? That's terrible. And then I thought of a couple after, but I said, okay, do me a favor. Can you take this survey and share it with moms? Because I don't know moms turns out. But anyway, so we sent I sent the survey out and I got some responses back. So now I want to. So what was the survey? What were the items on the survey? Oh, I'll tell you. All right. Oh yes. So the first thing I said was complete this sentence. Mother's Day is now. All of my questions, for the most part, had answers. And you can imagine if I came up with the answers that people could choose from. There. Wait. They're... So so it's like multiple choice. Yeah, well, I put it, I set it up this particular first question. The mother's Mother's Day is I put together as a Likert question, so they could answer. I either strongly disagree with this, or I strongly okay. agree, and you know anywhere in between. So, is it a Hallmark holiday designed by savvy marketers to sell greeting cards? I mean, we can talk about what's wrong with the questions afterwards. <laughs> the best day of the year, a day in which I still have to cook and or clean, a day in which I can spend time with my own mother, the worst day of the year, a day in which I can spend time with my own children. A day created by men to atone for being men, or and then I had to end the sentence yourself if you like. So here's here's what people said. P- 
they were a bit more serious. Those they are a lot of good <laughs> I know, options. those are terrible options is what they are, I mean, but I wanted to have Can you all that apply? Because I'd, I'd say there's probably a combination of those things. Oh, you could have. There's so a little bit of truth in all of these were These were the top choices. A day in which I still have to cook and or clean. So if you kids, uh, you people out there with your mothers, don't make your moms cook or clean. That's just not okay. Like, at least take care of them on one day of the year. It can't kill you. Um, a day in which they can spend time with their own mother or a day in which moms, apparently they wanted to spend time with their own kids. So that's good news. So then, hang on, let me get down here to my next question. So what do you want for Mother's Day? I asked people what they wanted for Mother's Day. So here were the choices. To be left alone. <laughs> Breakfast in bed. A nice meal out somewhere, not my kitchen or dining room. A nice bouquet of flowers, a plant, chocolate, booze, a spa day, body care products. The family to leave the house from dawn to dusk. The family to leave the house and forget the address forever. A pool boy or a pool girl, pool not required. The family to do all the chores so you can binge watch Netflix. So this Those are is, all good. Again, options. yes. I do actually, I do have some real data that uh, an actual company did that makes more sense than this. But anyway, so, so here people, were the top what choices are the that people wanted to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's really dark. What are these four mothers? That... <laughs> well, you know what I didn't do and I should do is because one of the questions I asked later on was, do you, how many kids do you have? How many are still living at home versus how many, you know, okay. moved out yeah. or whatever. So I suspect if I went back, the people who said to be left alone probably have young kids is yeah. my guess. I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Cause I can imagine that mother's day is probably different as you get older as a mother and as your kids i imagine it must yeah yeah i mean mother's day when you hang out a bunch of toddlers running around it's like okay i still gotta do everything i still have to cook and clean exactly your children are adults now it's like they can it's you're spending time with them rather than them you're taking care of them like that's i mean i'm i'm 21 now my brother is 26 so my mom is not really taking care of us anymore yeah no um, my so mom is sure of, not taking care of us so it's a we, nice day where we can kind of hang out and yes spend time and you know yes let her know we appreciate her so but this is something that listeners you might need to know so they do want a nice meal out not their kitchen or dining room so mm-hmm. a nice meal and that's what you said you do for your mom and your nana they like a nice bouquet of flowers or a plant or chocolate or booze or a spa day <laughs> And they do like the idea, again, to be left alone, leave the house. There were a couple people, I can't lie, who said, leave the house and never come back. Yeah. What the hell? I know. just want to not be a mother anymore. I know. I, you it's know, dark. That is dark, I guess, you know. I don't, well, well we could talk about. Or, I don't want to judge or these them. Are my friend, well, these this, are my friends. You also put these questions. This was all they were, multiple they were choice, so. You well, put it were, out there and then yeah. it resonated with them. It did, it did. So they were like, absolutely, yes, yes. <laughs> So we'll talk about the problem because, again, this is a learning experience. So what do you give your own mom? So then I had, you know, a phone call to hear your melodic voice. I think this podcast would be a very wonderful gift. I didn't put that on the list. Well, that's easy. I don't have to do anything. I know, right? (laughs) A a card, a meal, you know, the pleasure of your company, not, you know, without the meal, the spa day, flowers, a plant. So I had some of the same answers. So those were some of the things that folks chose as well. And then let me see. Did I have... Oh, and then um, how much do you spend on your mom, I asked, you know, and that was anywhere from less than 10 bucks to more than 40. Most people are pretty big spenders, so I was happy about that. Although a nice portion, a nice portion, we'll talk about portion size in a second, <laughs> spend less than 10 bucks. So I do have some cheap friends, um, but they expect to have money spent on them. So they Wait, don't so spend... at this point, was it sent to just more than the four mothers or is this? Oh, yeah. I'll, we'll talk about how okay. many in a second. Yeah. <laughs> So then I asked, what's the best Mother's Day gift you've ever gotten? 
So a gift made by the kiddos. So of course you making the card is a really nice gesture. Um, let's see. Someone actually said, I can't recall. So their kids <laughs> suck, man. I mean, if you can't remember a really good gift that your kids got, I don't know. This made me giggle because I thought this is so true. The Roomba, which is that. Oh, uh, the little. That I'm guessing was, it was that robotic vacuum, because I'll tell you, uh, that is super fabulous. Yeah, that is a nice gift. Yes, that would be. I mean, when moms want things like, like that. Give the mom a little robot helper. I know, <laughs> Just exactly. not to vacuum now. Just like, thank you. I don't have to uh, don't have to clean the house now the way I did. OK, so um, anything else they wanted to say about Mother's Day? And this is someone actually said, um, I wish it was in June. Father's Day is in June and they always get the best weather. We always have shitty weather on Mother's <laughs> Day. So yay to that person who said they wanted, um, you know, a different day of the day of the year uh this one speaking to what you said i think the answers change depending on the age of your children yeah. while i have young children that are always around i prefer a spa day i'm certain when i get older the best gift will be time with them so that's that's it um i there was someone here th this one is a really dark one i won't read the whole thing but this person has pretty much just said it's just another day i had to work the last four or five mother's day i didn't get a card i didn't get a gift so yeah, maybe that's the person who wants the family to leave and they never... gotta talk to their kids then <laughs> i know maybe oh i uh, think that mother's day is like when when the kids are young it's like more the father's job to kind of rally like okay we gotta do something nice for moms you know you gotta teach them maybe. well and there you go because uh most of the people that i surveyed are married they're a couple divorced though so that could be <laughs> that so could be a factor. I... <laughs> I could go back in the data and analyze this in a different way. I didn't do that because, um, and most people had, um, well, a couple people had more than three children. Uh, most people had two children. Uh, some people still have more than three in the house with them. So I suspect if I went back, I'd find different answers depending on who still has kids living yeah. in the house and not. This survey, probably the demographic information kind of dictates the questions because yeah. it's all family related. Yeah. So now I, we've talked about those particular responses, and I said that I did have actual data from a survey that's much more reasonable than what I did. Let me talk about what my problems are. Uh, first of all, how many people do you think took this survey? Like maybe like eight people. Fifteen. Okay, fifteen. That's pretty good. No, it sucks. That's terrible well, for no, a survey. No, it's still yes. bad for in terms of a survey, but it's... It is. For this, like, pseudo-survey that's just for our podcast. That, I, for any <laughs> that, that I sent out and gave people about a day to answer. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, please do this really fast. We're recording this podcast. Uh, so 15 people responding to your survey is not enough people to make any kind of reasonable judgments. The fact that I sent it to the four moms that I remembered I knew... <laughs> And then ask them to send it to other people. It's interesting. I talked to one of the moms and she said, oh, you did a snowball survey. And it happened to be on a day that we had the three inches of snow or whatever uh, it was. And I said, I'll put that in the podcast. But generally speaking, snowball survey. What is, is that essentially, survey hey, Bryce, snowing? take this. And if you know somebody who also oh, would do this, snowball. Yeah, yeah. So you get the snowball effect. That's not I mean, yes, I at least that hit sounds moms. like a bad survey. <laughs> it is a bad survey. I mean, this survey is wrong on so many different levels, but I wanted to do it first of all, because I wanted to have some fun with it, but also to talk about bad surveys and and the questions that I asked were bad. If I truly were doing this and wanted to be serious about it, I would have done some research, first of all, to find out, okay, 
what's out there already that people know about Mother's Day. And what I have is um, I went to the National Retail Federation and every year apparently now keep in mind it is the National Retail Federation. They're trying to give you data about what people want to buy. So you can, you know, take that with a grain of salt or not, but they had a pretty robust website, which I'll put the link on our own website, uh, that had all kinds of data about their Mother's Day survey. And I think they do it with each of the holidays. So I suppose they have a retail survey for Valentine's Day and Halloween and whatever, but we're not doing that podcast right now. So their annual Mother's Day survey um, shows how consumers are adapting and the one that they just recently did, how they're adapting given COVID and the, and the pandemic. So they sent their survey um, or they got 7,800 responses, which is more than my 15. So the consumer yeah. survey is like it's more about people's like shopping behavior? Oh, or? I'll tell you what they're going to so what is, they're doing. Well, here's, this means business, okay. yeah. Because that sounds like a like a bias towards uh, kind of the hallmarky aspect of Mother's Day, if that's the kind of data we're talking about. It, well, to a point, and they surveyed 7,800 consumers aged 18 and over from April 1st through April 9th of this year. Um, and an outside firm did it, but the, the National Retail Federation hired them to do it. So uh, 84% of the folks who responded are expected to celebrate Mother's Day this year. The average amount people are expected to spend per person, do you want to guess? What? Apparently, I don't love my mom enough because I'm not spending two hundred twenty dollars. Well, first of all, what are you gonna get her? I mean, what's what does she want? That's unless you buy her expensive earrings or something. Well, she'd kick my ass if she knew I spent that kind of money on her. First of all, Um, and I mean, apparently, she needs a better daughter. I'm just not not spending that. But they anticipate. But this is also a retail federation. It is. Well, now there are probably some people who like their moms better than you and me. I don't know. Or maybe it's people that are richer than us and $200 well, is no big, not that much no money. No big deal, yeah. But it's expected that $28 billion is going to be spent on Mother's Day. Sounds like a Hallmark holiday. It sounds, like yes. A lot of- <laughs> so the top things that people are buying, um, greeting cards. So you make yours, but people buy that. Flowers. I'd like to know, like there must be some combination because you're not buying $220 worth of flowers. That's a lot of damn flowers. Um, a special outing. Now, you could spend that on a special outing. Yeah, especially if it's dinner. It probably would be a whole family. You're not buying dinner for just your mom. So if there's four of you or five people, that could easily be $100. And if you're getting drinks and if it's some fancy dinner, then, yeah. I suppose it's possible then, yeah. And I suppose if you are buying jewelry, jewelry's on the list as well. Um, gift cards. I mean, my mom isn't getting a gift card for $200. I mean, I love you, Pearl, but... Gift card is just, co- like, you might as well just... Come on. Like, that's not even, that's like a gift for when you don't even know somebody. Are you kidding me? Unless it's to her favorite store. I love it when people give me gift cards. (laughs) FYI. I mean, I I don't get me gift. (laughs) I don't dislike gift cards as a gift, but I know that some people think that's like too impersonal. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would give my mom a gift certificate to like a certain local store or like a salon or something, but. Or her I'm favorite gonna, restaurant, I guess, yeah, or something, something like sure. that. Something personalized, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting my mom an Amazon gift card or something like that. that my would mom be... would know what to do with an Amazon <laughs> gift card, which is so funny. I mean, I have to get her to listen to this podcast. She'll be she'll be mortified when she hears how little I'm spending for her on a, a Mother's Day. But anyway, or clothing, jewelry's a big deal. Um, housewares or gardening tools, a personal service. Um, books and CDs and electronics. Now, what I really liked about this site is I was getting lost on this website because this survey 
And to be fair, I couldn't find the actual survey. It's not like they had the questions that you could download that I found. Perhaps it's there. I didn't spend hours. I just spent uh, not quite hours. Um, but they broke things down by age, too, and by gender. So they were able to tell you that, interestingly, younger kids are buying their moms younger. I mean, like 18 yeah. to 25, because it was the 18 and older uh, that they were surveying 18 year olds are buying their mom's electronics whereas i'm not buying mom electronics so well, yeah it's, and then there's, yeah. there's also like younger kids that probably have younger moms so exactly the, yeah, so moms that don't need an in-service to operate i think a internet. lot of the data with this uh theme is like age or demographic base yeah yeah so i'm gonna put the link up and you can absolutely take take a look at it because it's a lot of fun to play with what folks are buying, um, what age group is buying, what different things. For the most part, though, uh, flowers, cards, you know. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, those are jewelry, like all age groups are doing that. So that's what we're talking about that. So now I figure that since we are talking about Mother's Day, I should come up with a pearl of wisdom. Yeah, I was just, just going to ask. I was hoping we had a pearl of wisdom. We do have a pearl today. of wisdom. So this goes along with... Earth Day and National Park Week from a few weeks ago, my mom was the queen of recycling before it was cool to do. And this is, well, I hated it when I was a kid because my mom, I think, was the only mom doing this. Like, she would reuse pretty much everything in the house. And I know you're not really supposed to do this, but, you know, when you buy, like, sour cream or or margarine or whatever in the little tub, she'd rinse those out and reuse those. We'd also reuse, like, I would go to clean, which didn't happen often because this is what we learned about Pearl. If you did something too slowly or you did a crappy job, (laughs) she'd just get so frustrated and just say, never mind, I will do it. Well, it took us, like, three times to figure that out, and then mom would just do all the work for us. But we would go to dust, and she would have, like, my dad's old uh, shirts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And even his old underwear. I'm like, mom, I have a problem with, like, like, dusting with dad's. (laughs) With dad's, you know, briefs. But anyway, you just didn't throw things out. You just reused it. And now, of course, everybody's talking about this. Well, Pearl was ahead of the game. So Pearl is an innovator. And Pearl was ahead of the whole restaurant industry, too, because pretty much every restaurant that I've worked at, I know that you reuse sour cream containers and for all the prep work in the yeah, kitchen. I mean, there you go. Just... And she also hung our clothes out. She hated to use the dryer all year long. That is even where, where did she in put the, it? In the, no, and it was funny because our neighbors would say, oh, we know, you know, Pearl did the laundry because, <laughs> and let me tell you what happens in the winter when it's freezing cold. Your clothes don't actually dry out on the line. They just freeze. So we could stand our jeans up. It was so funny. <laughs> I mean, we used to have, and they were still wet. They were just frozen. But anyway, so that's what we would do. And so Pearl reuse recycle way, ahead, right. of, way ahead of the game. Yeah. So Even in the pro- winter, that's pretty crazy. So what did, what did you do with your frozen clothing? Well, we couldn't wear it for like three days because it Why was still Why did she put wet. it outside? It was... Who knows? You know what? Some things with Pearl, you don't, ask. <laughs> you don't ask questions. You don't ask questions. You just accept that that's the way it was. And your mom is the weird one. But now you look at it and you think, but she was pretty aside cool, from though. the hanging of the clothes in the winter, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was the only questionable thing. It just doesn't seem practical. No, it's I, not practical. I admire it anyway. I think it's I think it's kind of yeah. Badass. But I'll tell you, I actually hang my clothes out now. Well, not my clothes, but I'll do, when I do my spring cleaning, I hang the linens out, and it's so fabulous. But, okay, so that's Mother's Day, but we also now have an arbitrary random stat. Oh, we're already to the arse of today? We're already to the arse. <laughs> 
And I don't know if it's necessarily an arse, but I had to take a look to find out when was the first Mother's Day held? Where was it? Who proposed it? And this is in the U.S. I didn't look worldwide. So according to America's Library, which is a library, those people know what they're doing, and it's a .gov, so I thought, okay, we're okay here. But I looked at a couple other sites, and Woodrow Wilson, President Woodrow Wilson, proclaimed May 9th, 1914, the first Mother's Day in the U.S. Now, National Geographic, which is my favorite magazine in the world, uh, noted some dark secrets about Mother's Day. Yes. So now Woodrow Wilson is credited with establishing Mother's Day. Didn't it, he also start Veterans Day, or was that a different? Was that a different president? That was I 1911. Don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm not good on data, but that, I don't know. We'll have to wait till Veterans Day, and we'll look that up. That can be our <laughs> Veterans Day ours. Um, keep that in our back pocket for <laughs> we'll keep that, six we'll months. Keep that. But it was at the behest of Anna Jarvis, who wanted the focus to be children celebrating their mothers. Now Anna. Uh, we'll, we'll hear a little bit more about Anna in a second, but Julia Ward Howe proposed a Mother's Day as early as 1872, and it was an, actually an anti-war effort after the Civil War. She wanted people to feel some love for their mothers and maybe forget about waging battles and so on. <laughs> now, Frank Herring seems to have proposed it before Anna also. He was a football coach at the University of Notre Dame. He wanted to set aside a day to thank mothers and support motherhood, and that was in 1904. Now, Anna was not happy with that because she didn't think a father should be the father of mothers. She didn't think a guy should be fathering Mother's Day, if you will. She also was really upset that apparently some people like to use the day to raise money for causes, particularly for mothers in need. So she had a problem with that. She did not like the commercialization of the holiday. And this is a quote from Anna that I found. Well, you're, this is America, honey. I know. Sorry. Well, <laughs> There's a holiday. It's going to get commercialized. You know, sorry, Anna. <laughs> but, ha, hate to break the news to you. But to have Mother's this is her quote, Anna's quote, to have Mother's Day, the burdensome, wasteful, expensive gift day that Christmas and other special days have become is not our pleasure. She wrote, this is in the 1920s. If the American people are not willing to protect Mother's Day from the hordes of money schemers that would overwhelm it with their schemes, then we shall cease having a Mother's Day, and we know how. And how are you ever going to do that? I know. How are you going to prevent something <clears throat> from being commercialized? It's gonna, I mean, if it, if it works, it's going to work. Well, and she wouldn't stop, though. She apparently felt that she owned Mother's Day. I don't know if she, want, if she wanted to claim, and she would sue people or sue organizations claiming that this was Mother's Day was her legal and intellectual property. I suppose it should be no surprise that she died penniless <laughs> i mean i gotta admire the drive to you you do you do and she there's more anna's <laughs> the, not the done end, like, we're end. not done bryce anna keeps going the official flower of mother's day is supposed to be the white carnation because anna's own mother liked it and according to anna the carnation does not drop its petals but hugs them to its heart as it dies and so too Mothers hug their children to their hearts, their mother love their mother love never dying. That was what she explained in the 1920s. That's pretty, that's pretty poetic. I like that. It is that. pretty poetic. Do you do you get your mom carnations? Um, I don't really know flower probably. <laughs> <laughs> I just buy the ones that are at the store around Mother's Day. Apparently um, it still is the most popular flower. I didn't it's prob- realize. I probably have gotten my mom carnations yeah, then. And it's still considered the Official flower of Mother's Day. So Anna won one battle. One battle. Anna's legacy lives on a little bit. A little bit. But I do, I do, I do uh, 
admire her gumption although yeah. maybe her tactics not so much but the tactics and then even the end is like okay but why are you fighting this big battle but like good job for even fighting a battle and right. standing up for something you know especially yes. a woman in the 1920s yeah and we're so. still talking we're talking about it now feminist so, icon either way anna you're you're known right now so that's what i have that was our arse and thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to my producer, Bryce Murphy. You're welcome. Who also wrote and recorded the show music, the logo designed by Liam McGurl. For more information and to access the data discussed on this week's episode, visit datadoyen.com. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. All of the links are on the website. If you like this podcast, make sure you tell your friends so that we have something more exciting to talk about in the future in terms of our numbers and our analytics. Podcasts drop on Thursdays, and all the materials are on the website by Tuesdays of the same week ahead of the podcast. Upcoming podcasts will be celebrating Nurses Week, so if you have questions not COVID-related, because we've just had two weeks of COVID, and then also... Um, we're going to be talking to a colleague in the next couple of weeks about filibusters. So get your filibuster questions. So we're going to learn what a filibuster is finally. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm going to reach out and find someone to talk to us about cryptocurrency. Oh, that'll be fun. Because, so yes. I could, I could use some data on that. Cause I, I don't could, really, I, I, don't really I, get I could it. as well. So this podcast is a production of Ratchet Boy Records. Listen to Ratchet Salon on all streaming platforms everywhere you find music. This podcast is sponsored by Wild Mountain Botanicals, Tippy Homestead, the Sparkworks Studio, and Dog Nanny Originals. All of those companies have websites. You can find their links on the Data Doyen website, and they make wonderful Mother's Day gifts. Although by the time you listen to this, it might be too late to order, but mom probably won't care when you get her a really nice gift. So thank you. Uh, and to sponsor, if you'd like to sponsor, send a message on the website or via social. Have a great day. Bye.